What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Black 850 Podcast. I'm your host, Devontae Williams, where we want to show you and teach you how to get credit for your financial freedom. As always, if y'all want to find us on Instagram, that's Black 850 underscore credit. Facebook is Black 850 Credit Restoration. And if you want to sign up for a self-account to help build your credit, if you don't have any credit or if you do have credit and you just want an easy account to get on your credit reports and you want to help build your credit over time, just simply click on the link in the show notes um, or go to our Instagram uh, bio, uh, click on the link there, and then just click on self-account, sign up, four easy steps. You can get a payment each month for as little as $25 a month, all the way up to $150 a month, all right? And lastly, if you want to become a client, same process, just go to that link in the bio in the Instagram page uh, or just find us on our website and you can just click on that just send me a message and say, hey, I want to become a client and then we'll get you set up. No onboarding fee. All that is waived and all that good stuff. So if you want to become a client and start your credit repair journey, just reach out to us via our uh, website. And for all our international listeners, we are uh, continuously getting listeners from uh, Germany, Canada, Mexico, India and Albania. So thank you all for uh, sharing this podcast all over the uh, not all over the country, but just also across the world. Um, it's great that we are reaching uh, listeners from different countries. Uh, makes me feel um, really good knowing that I'm reaching people in different countries. Maybe this knowledge and this information is helping them over there where they're at. So that way they can get credit for their financial freedom as well. And shout out to my boy Devontae Vandegriff at TV Beats on Instagram, who supplies an instrumental to every single show. Um, but this is episode 43. So let's get right into it. All right. So look, y'all, I'm excited. Um, some great news about a week or so ago. Um, I, I just purchased a new car for my amazing fiance. Um, <laughs> so the, the caption is, is that she, uh, she gave me a son. And so I decided to give her a car, which is her late push gift. My son was born in December of 21. And, um, I told her, I said, hey, you know what? Before he turns six months, I'm going to get you a new car. So I'm going to basically talk to you, uh, talk to you guys about uh, my car buying experience, some things that I went through, some things that I noticed along the way that could also help you as well. Now, I did a uh, episode on some things that I'm going to talk about again. But if you just need a uh, broken down, detailed uh, episode on that, just go back to a couple episodes ago to where you can look at the entire car buying process and what I recommend based off my personal experience. And now I'm going to actually give you that real uh, experience here on this episode today. So let's get right into it. All right. So first things first, y'all. So I purchased a 2019 Volkswagen Tiguan SEL R-Line. Okay. It had less than 40,000, uh, 42,000 miles on it. Um, it is all white. Um, peanut butter interior, very nice. It was one of the only ones that we could find with that type of interior, which is what we were sold on. Um, so we, we basically fell in love with it. 
Um, and one thing we did, guys, is, you know, we didn't just say, oh, this is a nice car. Let's just go buy it. Right. So before actually going and purchasing this car, um, what I recommend to anybody, please go and test drive the particular car model that you're wanting. Get a feel for it. Know what the specs are. Um, like I said, join some Facebook groups on that particular car so you can kind of know what to expect as far as like the maintenance, what people are saying about it, all that good stuff. Right. So we uh, we test drove a few Tiguan's and um, and just wanted to basically see what how it would basically fit for us. Uh, we took our son's uh, car seat and put it in the back seat while we were test driving it just so that way we can see like, OK, how much space are we really going to have? Is it going to be level? Is it going to be safe for him? Uh, how much functionality uh, functionality can we get out of this car, especially with him being in it when we go grocery shopping or if we go on trips or if we go visit family, all that good stuff. All right. So I recommend going to test drive some cars first um, for the particular model that you're wanting to purchase before you actually make a commitment to purchase one. All right. So some of you are asking me, so how did you find this car? So I, we actually found this car on autotrader.com. We just downloaded the app and just basically did a uh, search for, I think about a hundred to 200 mile radius from where we currently live. Um, and that's how you find an, uh, an abundance of uh, different cars that you're uh, interested in. So auto trader, car max, uh, uh, with some Edmonds, um, cars.com. I mean, there's so many of them out there, but just simply download these apps um and just see what they have available right auto trader now it is a it is a more broad search engine so i mean you're able to find more cars um around the country at dealerships versus you know like a carvana or a vroom they have like their own platform so you may be limited on inventory when it comes to those but you just have to just look around and see what's out there right all right so yeah we looked on auto trader found the car uh, looked at the Carfax. Okay. Carfax is very important. The Carfax is basically telling you all the information you need to know about the car. Was it any, uh, in any accidents, how many owners it had, um, what were the maintenance, uh, that were done on it before you actually, uh, got the car. Um, it basically tells you every recorded feature on that car that's ever been done to it before you actually take it into your possession. All right. So look on auto trader or just any other car searching app, see what the car facts are, see what the mileage is, see if it's been in any accidents, all that good stuff. Um, and then that ultimately will help you, uh, make your decision on when to, uh, narrow down your decisions, excuse me, uh, on which one you're going to actually go with. All right. So now that you've found which car you want, you've test driven some, uh, you looked at the Carfax, they all look good. Now you're like, okay, like I'm committed. I want to go get this car. All right. So next thing I did is I went to my uh, credit union. I went to Heritage South Credit Union. Uh, one of my local credit unions from where I grew up, uh, they're a great credit union. Uh, I, I knew the, about their process uh, just because what I did in the, uh, in the past is that I called them. I said, hey, which bureaus do y'all pull from? Which bureaus do you report to? Uh, is a down payment required? What are the tiers as far as credit scores do I need to be in to get this particular interest rate? Um, I mean, I ask so many different questions, right? So, and you want to do that. That's what they're there for. You want to ask every and any question you can about the car buying processes because you don't want to be blinded by something. All right. So I went to my, uh, I went to Heritage South Credit Union. All right. And I asked about the interest rates. Um, and for me, the interest rates were pretty low. 
uh, just because of my credit score. Um, and this is what this is what I'm going to go into before I ask actually talk about what you need or what I needed in order to uh, get the loan process started. So uh, having the credit score that I had, I actually was in one of their top tiers uh, for interest rates. Um, so basically how it works is if you have a particular tier um, of a credit score, you actually get half of what that what 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 you would have gotten as far as your interest rate. If you meet a certain criteria and you're in, the, you know, one of the top tiers or closest to the top tiers, your interest rate, say if it was, you know, 8%, you would actually be that that would actually be cut in half and your interest rate would be 4% depending on your credit score and all that good stuff. Right. And what's on your credit report as a whole. Uh, so that's that's a benefit to uh, to going to the uh, to the credit union I went to uh, is because if you have a certain interest rate, if you get pre-approved for. Uh, an 8% possibly when you get approved and your credit score is a particular uh, range that they're looking for, you might get that interest rate cut in half. Um, so just the benefit there. And then uh, another thing that I basically uh, qualified for is uh, I didn't have to make a down payment based off my credit history and my credit scores uh, as a whole. So that's one thing in particular that you want to make sure that you're aware of. What is your score and what's on your credit report? Is because what my strategy now is going to be is let's just say you know uh life happens right and i talked about this in the uh in the episode about you know purchasing a car if life happens what i did was with that down payment money instead of making that down payment and trying to get a lower down uh lower monthly payment what i did was is that i took that money that i had saved and then that money will now be what is going to be coming out uh the monthly payment is going to be coming out of that money that i saved for a down payment, which I really didn't save it for a down payment. Um, but that money is not going to come out of that savings because now if life happens, I have five to six months worth of payments that are going to come out just in case in that period of time, um, I'm not able to make the payment, but now having that money put back, I'm able to do that because it's in that account and my car payment will always be paid. I won't have a late payment on my credit reports. Um, I won't have a bad relationship with the bank. And so, you know, in, in the future when I need something else or if I need another loan, because I already had that money in there and I kept my payments uh, on time, that actually will help me out in the future. And then you just continue to build your relationship with the credit union. Okay. So I qualified for a uh, no down payment. So that was great. Uh, so I was able to basically keep that money in my pocket. All right. And the next thing is, some costs that you want to basically be aware of. So you have your, your you have a title application fee, which wherever you're going to register the car. So obviously, you know, if you live in Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, um, you would register that car in that state in which you reside. OK, now, <clears throat> once you uh, it, every title application is uh, application fee is different per state. So just basically, you know, Google, you know, title application fee or tax fee for vehicles in my state and then it should pull up a bunch of different information on what that fee is okay and then another fee that you want to be aware of is the dealer's fee or the dealership fee so if you're getting a car from a dealership they may have their own set of fees they might not have any surcharges and um, admin fees and all that but they potentially could have a uh, a uh, dealership fee in this case my dealership fee was uh almost seven hundred dollars um so i thought about that price and i i was uh able to prepare for that price within my car um 
purchase amount. So now I know, like, okay, this is how much this is, this is, this is how much that is. Now I need to put all that money into my savings so that way I know exactly what I'm paying for and I'm not necessarily trying to scrape out of pocket to figure out, okay, I wasn't aware of that. Now I got this money has to come out from over here, which then takes away from what it actually needs to be used for. So in turn, I was able to figure out these costs beforehand before committing to anything. So now I know uh, I'm prepared well before I actually go sign any papers and actually commit to anything. So just do your research on the fees that you're going to be having to associate with before you even commit to buying the car in the first place. Okay. So next thing is, what did I need to have once I figured out I wanted this car? All right. What did I need to have from the dealership that my credit union needed in order to continue the loan application process? So what I did was that I called the dealership and I said, hey, my credit union needs a, um, a title application for the state that I live in and they need a buyer's order. Okay. The buyer's order is basically, um, it has the, the dealership fees on there, the, the, the taxes and fees for your state. And then like whatever the title application cost is going to be. And then that gives you the actual price that you're going to be paying for that car right there. That's the full price of it. Once all those fees and taxes are kind of allocated in there, you will then take that form and make sure they spell your name correctly. Cause the guy didn't spell my name correctly the first time. And then I had to call him back and say, Hey, you know, you spelled my name wrong. Uh, can you resend it over? And, you know, obviously it took some more time, but he was able to do it uh, the same day, but make sure your name is spelled correctly. Make sure the, the address that you're going to be registering the car to in that particular state is correct as well. And give them the full address of your credit union. Don't, don't just put, you know, their name, the credit union's name or anything like that. Make sure you give them the full address of your credit union. And what you could do is, is just Google that. Make sure it's like the headquarters of that credit union. So whatever the main office is, use that address. Okay. So, so I got the, I got them to send my credit union, the buyer's order and the uh, title application, because that is what the financial uh, manager needed. And so he was able to get that information, uh, process it. And then they needed to be the first lien holder since they are basically going to be giving me the loan to purchase the car. So the first lien holder needs to be the name of your credit union. All right. And it needs to be on there for the buyer's order and title application. All right. Now, another thing that's very important now that I'm talking about lien holders. Okay. What you need to uh, realize is that if anything happens with that car, as far as you miss a payment or you default on the loan itself by the, the credit union being the first lien holder, they technically own the car. Okay. So now that means if anything happens, they could just take the car and it's theirs. They can repossess it. <laughs> so make sure y'all paying y'all bills on time. All right. So what are some other things that the credit union, now I'm done with the dealership. All right. For now. All right. So what are some things that the credit union needs from me personally to continue the uh, loan pro uh, application process even further? All right. So one, they're going to need proof of income. Now, this could be two of your most recent check stubs, which is th they're going to ask for. OK, so within the last 30 days, what were uh, your last two check stubs within that 30 to 60 day period, depending on how you get paid and when you get paid? And then they're going to need a utility bill from where you currently reside. They're going to need your driver's license. So a picture of your driver's license, your Social Security number or your Social Security card. 
Um, this is an, a, this is a, an optional one, but I, I had it just in case, just so they could verify even further of where my employment is, but an offer letter from the company that I work for. All right. This is optional just in case they ask for it. Just go ahead and have it. Um, and you can just simply say, Hey, um, whoever you work for, can y'all send me like a, a copy of the offer letter that you gave me when I first started? Cause I'm trying to buy a car and they may ask for it. You know, they could just easily email it to you or print it off. Okay. All right, and then so that the next thing is, which is probably the most important, um, and you and what I would do, y'all, is I would definitely get this, you know, a few days before you actually go pick the car up. Um, and this is what I did. So two days before I actually went and purchased this car, I had full coverage insurance. Okay, so what I did was that I called around a few different, um, you know, car insurance companies uh, like Geico, Progressive, State Farm, uh, Nationwide, Liberty Mutual. I mean, there's a bunch of them, right? So basically what you do is you can call them or you can go online. Um, I recommend uh, just calling them just because you're speaking to a person and you're able to give them all the detailed information um, and you don't necessarily have to do too much of the work. All you have to do is just give them the information on the car, uh, your name, address, and all that good stuff, right? And then they will be able to give you a quote on how much you will be paying per month, Um and they get usually they're six month terms. So you have the insurance for six months. That's the price that it is for the six months. Some people do 12 months. It just depends on who it is. All right. But you want to have full coverage insurance before you go actually pick the car up. Now, some states are different. The state that I went and purchased this car in, they didn't require that I have full coverage insurance. They just required that I had just something stating that I'm you know, I'm going to get it or something that I had previously with an old car, but you want to make sure you get at least full coverage. Um, just because what if something happens, you pull off the lot and somebody hits you or you hit them where well, you're covered, um, depending on what your terms are in your uh, insurance policy. Um, but make sure you have it before, cause it just protects you. All right. It's just a peace of mind. You don't have to worry about nothing and coming out of, um, coming out of pocket for a whole bunch of money just to fix some stuff. All right. But the last thing on the full coverage insurance, since you're going through a bank or a credit union, the the on the insurance policy, they need to list the um, the the credit union um, as the first lien holder on the insurance policy as well. So what you could do is when you're calling these companies and you finally decide, OK, I'm going with this car. What you do is you finally decide, OK, I'm going to go with this company because they have the best price. When you're when you're going to submit the quote, call them back and say, hey, you know, I had a quote for this much. And you just give them your information. They'll pull up the original quote. Just say, hey, before we finish, I need to make sure that X, Y, Z credit union is the first lien holder on the policy. And I need you to send me a copy of that statement saying that they are the first lien holder because the credit union is going to ask for that document. OK. So make sure you have that document in hand because uh, the mistake that you could possibly make is that you don't do that. Then you have to call the insurance company Then you have to stay on the phone for 20 minutes waiting for them to answer. And then you get that and then they send it. Uh, it just saves you 30 minutes to an hour. So just basically already have either that sent or emailed to the credit union or have a copy of it for yourself. That way you could physically hand that to them. Um, that way it makes your process go by even uh, even smoother and even faster. Okay. So make sure you have full coverage insurance. All right. So, and then the last thing, as far as like insurance goes, right. Let's just say your insurance, um, does not cover certain things, right. 
you want to try to get gap insurance. Gap insurance is basically from bumper to bumper. It insures you uh, anything that mechanically fails on the car. There's a lot of exclusions as far as parts, uh, depending on who you go with. But uh, look into that policy even in even more detail. But what I recommend y'all look, there are so many companies out there that sell gap insurance and they have ridiculous monthly prices. I mean, I'm talking about stupid prices. I'm talking about two, three hundred dollars a month for gap insurance, even 70 something dollars a month, 80, 80 something dollars a month, 100 something dollars a month. All right. Don't do that. If the credit union, which mine, my credit union actually offers gap insurance and they just put the price into the monthly payment for the car and add that additional price to the payment or to the price of the car as a whole. So that way it's in it's in my policy, it's in my loan application documents, all in under one house, and it could be less than $50 a month. All right. So uh, just simply ask the credit union if they actually have gap insurance. And if they do, they offer it. Look, I'm telling you, all in my opinion, all based off my experiences, I recommend that you get gap insurance because let's just say your transmission acts up or whatever, you know, depending on what which uh, what the policy says, you may not have to come out of pocket, uh, maybe like a hundred and some dollars, maybe, maybe nothing at all. It just depends. But I would rather only pay a hundred and some dollars for uh, to go toward a transmission versus like $3,500. You know what I mean? So gap insurance is very important. It helps the extended warranty value of your car. So like, for example, um, I have an additional uh, 30,000 uh, 30, mile warranty on my car, which gets me to 100,000 miles total or a, an additional six years of warranty or whichever one comes first. So if the six years comes up and I haven't made it to 100,000 miles yet, then obviously that's when my warranty is done or until I hit 100,000 uh, 100, miles on the car. And even if it was less than four, uh, six years, all right, that's when the warranty would end. But I still have that up to 100,000 mile warranty or six years of that warranty. It just depends on which one happens first. But that's great because I'm covered up until then. Right. And then I may not drive. Let's just say I might not drive that much the first two to three years that I have it. And then something happens. Well, I'm still covered, you know, based off my gap insurance and my full coverage uh, car insurance that I had uh, before I went and actually got the car. And one company that I recommend, y'all, is progressive. So, like, what's cool is that you actually get to customize a lot of the policy yourself. And for the price that I got, I mean, I was like, I was like, dang, like. I'm glad that I, I went with them because I was actually able to customize so many different things. Um, I was able to add my fiance on the policy uh, as well. And just because, you know, you know, depending on if you're older or you're younger, you know, sometimes if you're not 25 or older, it may be higher. But it actually didn't increase because of that, um, because of my driving history being so good and her driving history being so good and our credit being so good. I didn't I didn't basically get, didn't get an extra fee docked on because of. Um, our ages or because of our driving history or our credit scores. So a lot of that plays into uh, into account when purchasing a new car. So make sure y'all driving safe out there. Make sure, you know, y'all got good credit because that can help you when it comes to picking a policy. Okay. So once I got all these documents and all that good stuff, now it is time to go back to the credit union and get the check because I'm about to go pick the car up. So what I do is, is that the same uh, uh, the same day, or it could be the, the day before, and then you go the next day. It just depends. So what I did was the day before I went to go get the car, okay, I went to the credit union. I signed all of my loan docs, all right? Those, 
And I'm just being real with y'all. Just go ahead and practice your signature because there's going to be a lot. <laughs> I'm just letting you know now. And depending on who your credit union is, if you sign in everything electronically, great. Um, I did a combination of both. But either way, just make sure you're hand ready and you just exercise because, hey, you're going to sign a lot of papers. All right. Um, so you go. I went and signed all the papers for the loan application. Uh, they printed me a copy of the check. Uh, and then that was pretty much it. I got the check from them. And then the next day I had the appointment scheduled to pick up my car. So I drove to go pick my car up. Um, and then once I got there, you have to go meet with one, what is called a financial manager at the dealership. You go to their office and then they gonna, they're going to have a bunch of different papers for you to sign too. So a lot of, uh, uh, signing papers, you know what I mean? So just make sure you either have a pen handy or obviously they will have plenty of uh, pens for you. Uh, you're going to sign a bunch of different papers just explaining, you know, the transfer of the car from them to you. Um, I mean, it's, it's just so much, right? But make sure that you keep all these papers on hand uh, just because they're very important, just in case you know you need them for the future or if you're going to sell the car in the future, whatever the case is, try not to lose those. And I don't recommend keeping them in the car just in case something happens, the car gets stolen, it catches on fire, whatever. Just put them in your house somewhere, in a safe somewhere, locked up. That way you know exactly where they're at. All right. So I got the check from the, the credit union. I'm going, I'm on my way to go pick up the, the car. Um, when you get there, y'all, look, make sure they have the gas tank filled. Make sure they have detailed the car. Make sure they have checked the tire pressure in, the, uh, in all the tires. All right. Make sure all fluids, meaning, you know, coolant, windshield wiper fluid, oil, power steering fluid, uh, brake fluid, all that good stuff, transmission fluid, everything. Make sure everything is full and get them to print out you a document or just something showing you that they actually did all of those different things. Because um, it's very important because especially for me, like I was driving from a different state to take the car home. So I want to make sure all those things are up to par. Um, before I actually leave the, uh, the lot. Right. So make sure all that stuff is done before you leave. So you're not having to go do it literally the same day you just went and bought the car. All right. Now, what they're also going to give to you is the temporary tag. So, um, get the temporary tag, you know, they're just going to put it on the back of the car for you. And, you know, for about two months, you're going to be good as far as like waiting for your tag and registration to come in. Um, and then that way you'll be set. You'll be able to put your tag on the back of the car. Um, You'll be able to get your registration and all that good stuff. And you're pretty much set. You drive off the lot. You're fully insured and protected with your gap insurance and just your regular auto full coverage insurance. You got your temporary tag. Your gas is full. Your oil is full. You can see the sticker on the windshield letting you know when you need to change the oil next. And you're golden. And it was a pretty smooth process for me. I never really ran into any hiccups or any bumps just because a lot of this information before I even committed to anything, I just called and said, hey, look. I'm going to have, I'm looking to buy this type of car. Like, what do I need? Um, what, what are your requirements? And I, and that, that goes for both the dealership and the credit union. Okay. And just letting them know what your, your expectations are and just your goals before you even commit to anything, because it keeps everybody organized. It keeps everything in order uh, as far as like, you know, okay, this guy's serious. You know, he has all these documents ready. Like I kept everything in a folder y'all. As soon as I showed up to my appointment at the dealership and at my credit union, like he was asking for all this stuff. I mean, I had it laid out for him ready. He was like, oh, all right, let me get your, uh, your proof of income. Let me get your utility bill, your uh, driver's license. Hell, I emailed it to him and I had a copy on hand just in case he couldn't find it. You know what I mean? Because 
Because now let's just say you emailed it to him. His email is not working and whatever the case is, the Wi-Fi is down. I don't know. Now you got the physical copies in hand to give to him. So now ain't nothing stopping you or getting in the way of you getting that car. All right. So uh, that was pretty much my experience, y'all. I hope this episode helps y'all when y'all get ready to go purchase a car. Um, I wanted to hold off on this episode until after I purchased the car just to kind of give y'all my review. Um, my review was excellent. Like I didn't have any issues. Uh, my car, um, is doing very well. Uh, my fiance loves it. <laughs> my son loves it. I mean, he, and he, he still, he's getting used to it, but, um, he loves the, the sunroof to where he can just kind of look up at the sky as we're driving. He can see the stars or, you know, the clouds and it just kind of keeps him entertained. Uh, but one thing my fiance is excited about is because in her old car, the radio, uh, the knob for the, uh, the volume, it doesn't really, it doesn't really work. So we were just basically trying to gamble, trying to turn it up because it wouldn't go all the way up. But so now she can actually control it on like the steering wheel or the knob actually works. So it's just the little things that she's excited about, but, uh, I'm just excited about her being in a safer car and for my son too. And, you know, it's just a great experience just watching them just love the experiences that they're having in that car so and it's going to serve us well for years to come but hopefully you know this episode helps you have some of those same experiences and if you need further uh, education on uh, what it is like to purchase a new car hey you know what i would do is like i said call the dealerships and see what they have to offer and what you need and then they can help you as well as the credit unions all right so this has been another episode of the black a50 podcast Remember, I'm your host, Devontae Williams, where we want to show you and teach you how to get credit for your financial freedom. If you want to find us on Instagram, that's Black A50 underscore credit. Facebook, Black A50 credit restoration. If you want to get a self-account, that link will be in the show notes. And if you want to become a client, that link will be in the show notes as well. And thank you to all our international listeners from Germany, Canada, Mexico, India, and Albania. Y'all continue to listen and share this podcast. Uh, for all my USA listeners, thank y'all since day one. Um, Y'all keep tuning in, keep sharing, keep liking this. It's growing each and every day. Uh, I love y'all. Y'all stay safe and y'all be easy. It's better than TV.